What's up, guys? Welcome back to Input Entertainment, a Seat When I Travels podcast. Welcome to episode five with Bruce Henry from Seat 5K. Um, Bruce is an awesome guy, and I'm so glad that he came on the pod. He's super heartwarming and just a really, really nice person to be around, uh, virtually, obviously. <laughs> um, originally from Canada and currently residing in Ireland, he is a fellow YouTuber, vlogger, um, flight reviewer, who actually has a very similar name to Seat1A. So that's kind of how we found each other, and we tell the story on the pod. But he's a super great guy, super excited to have him on here, and enjoy the episode, guys. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Enjoy the episode. Okay. Hi, sisters. Hi. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, actually, this is the first thing I wanted to talk to you about. So we've like practically have the same name online. Yeah. And when I found you for the first time, I was like, what? Like seat 5k like it's so close was yeah. so, like what made you come up with that i okay so i have always ever since i was a kid i've always wanted to fly business class and i started watching the travel reviewers and it really inspired me to want to kind of take control and seize this opportunity and so the very first time i got to fly business class i was assigned seat 5k which was oh. a throne seat on the Aer Lingus A330 and I mean it just changed my life so um the the pot like my channel used to be called points plain and simple but oh that's so it cute just seemed, did you really yeah it was but, but it was like points p-l-a-n-e I know you get it, it? Wait, Instead yeah of, like like airplane yeah. Oh, that's actually really cute. I don't know. I, I People were like, huh? And then I'd have to explain it. So I just thought seat 5K was just, it was shorter, it was cleaner, and I just kept it. That's but it's funny because I have friends who also, like, watch um, the reviews, and one of them had said to me, kind of like as a joke, like, oh, are you and seat 1A, like, rivals? And I was like, who is this seat 1A? I must find them. And I looked you up and I saw your channel and I thought it was great. So I, oh, that's thanks. when I messaged you and I was like, let's be friends. I know. I was like, I think at first we both were kind of like, should we pretend that we're nemesises? So that way we're like, we can create this like persona <laughs> online, like, ugh, rival of the seats. <laughs> I actually like that though. I mean, everyone loves a good rivalry, you know, like yeah. drum um, up some audience. It's, yeah, it's like fun and then like your subscribers against my subscribers even though they're pretty much the same oh, probably the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something that's how like drag race is so successful. Because yeah, it's literally all based on rivalry. <laughs> yeah, and there's tea and shade thrown and people love it and sometimes you get to the truth of things and sometimes oh it's God. just a good laugh so we could make we could collab on a video like on an airplane and just have like the thumbnails be like the truth like something super yeah. dramatic <laughs> maybe no tati and james charles drama but like oh, close enough. <laughs> oh my god if yeah, no, only if only that could exist in the aviation 
travel space. I don't even think that can. Like, has, no. I don't think any travel bloggers have ever really gotten in a fight, maybe other than Sam Chewy, but that's another story. Yeah, there's usually not a whole lot of drama that goes on. I think people like that. Review. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, t- let's talk a little bit about your channel because okay. the people listening probably know about mine. Um, but we have similar names, and I believe your content is more specific than the way mine has been going. Mine's a little less like airline and and like aircraft specific based, but I your reviews have been like especially the Air Canada one. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, that one was like are you talking about the most recent one uh-huh. where I was downgraded? Yeah, all the drama. Yeah. Um Yeah, you know, I really didn't know like I've never like been a vlogger or I've never really created online content like that before. So I didn't really even know what this was going to look like or how to really even do it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, not only that, but like, I also, as, as strange as it sounds, I also do suffer from like crippling anxiety sometimes. So I, it's, it's difficult for me to like shoot content and like vlog from the aircraft, um, if I feel like everybody's listening, you know what I mean? Or yeah. if I feel like I'm bothering people because I, I think that this is such an amazing like experience. I know that I would really be upset if someone interfered or like had a negative impact on my experience. And so I just try to be really courteous to everybody else around me that I don't interfere with their experience either. Because whether you pay with points or you pay with cash or someone bought the flight for you, it doesn't really matter. You're everyone's still entitled to like a reasonable, good, fun experience on board. Right. And I a hundred percent feel that exact same. I like sometimes like the videos that I shoot that are shorter or they get like kind of cut off. It's because I get really nervous. Like if I'm with somebody else, like I'm with like my friend or my boyfriend or whatever, like it's way easier but when I'm by mm. myself, like when I, when I took a flight over to Qatar to go review Q Suite, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done. And like, really? Cause I, cause that was the first review I ever saw that you did. Oh, really? Like that was the very first. Yeah. Wh- however it happened when I went to your channel, that was just the first review that I watched oh, okay. like before I went through the whole channel, but I thought it was great. Like, oh, thanks. I, I mean, I would have, I would have never have guessed that you were super nervous during that. Oh, I was terrified, especially because the flight attendant literally told me to not record. Oh, I remember that. She now. was like, yeah. she was like, you have a camera, like, don't, don't do that. And I was like, uh, I just flew like 15,000 miles across the world just to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Like there's, and I yeah. spent like 50,000 British Airways Avios on this. Like I'm going to record. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, I was just like, I'm going to close the door (laughs) and I'm going to stay in this little cocoon here and just let it happen. But um, as far as filming like an economy and stuff, that's what scares me. Like, I'm like, if I'm in the middle seat by myself, I'm not vlogging. It's not happening. Yeah. 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 And, and I've tried many times, but I'm just like, no, the camera's going to stay in the bag. 
So well, that's what makes that that last year Canada review. That's what made that so awkward, right? Because I had originally picked a window seat on the right hand side of the aircraft, uh, and there was only one other person. And I don't even think that seat was sold when I had checked in. But because I had to change aircrafts and I had to take an earlier flight and seating was limited, I all of a sudden some found myself in the exit row in a economy yeah. class with, and that's the seat, that's the seat right in front of the toilets. So everybody is like five or six people are all standing and staring over you and like looking at you. And it was just a very nerve wracking experience. I would hate that. I, I yeah, especially cause you were supposed to fly business class, right? That was supposed to be a premium economy. Premium seat. economy. I had come up with like a whole premium economy, like kind of month where every week I was going to release a new premium economy video. Um, and it just threw the whole thing out of whack, but the very first, um, okay. So air Canada has like two types of business class. There's like the signature class is the newer upgraded version. And oh, then there's so the nice. old business class, which is on the older fleet. And I managed to I managed to change flights in Toronto that got me on a Dreamliner in business class in the new upgraded signature suites. And so I was really excited about that. And uh, I was I was sitting in the front row, which was great because I had a big bulkhead seat, but I was in the middle of the aircraft. And I could, I just felt like everybody could see and hear everything that I was doing, which is why a lot of that video is just voiceover. Yeah. Because I just shot the meal, the drink service. Um, and I'd also been traveling for nearly like 24 hours at that point. So I was exhausted. And yeah. Yeah. There's I challenges. I know people watch the reviews and they think that it's like, well, you're in business class. What do you have to complain about? And that is true to some degree, but it it still there's still challenges that yeah that we face when and we're that's like to the point. That's like the point of a review is so people can spend their money wisely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's not like just because like there's have you ever seen the illustrious life of Caleb Gallo? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. So there's this character. She's a gender fluid. Uh, she calls herself a gender fluid alien, and. Okay her name is freckle <laughs> and there's okay. this there's this this part when she goes just because some things are more expensive doesn't mean that they aren't worse and i'm like true true because i did this review of japan airlines apex business class like they're like staggered you know how they have like the two variations of their business class where it's like pretty similar to um, what's that called the reverse herringbone. So it's like everything yeah. is, and then they have the apex suite, which is almost looks like Tetris. Like there's like a suite. So every yeah, yeah, seat yeah, has yeah. aisle access and there's like, it's a two, two, two configuration. So like the farthest in you go to this little hallway, I made a review of it because it was a terrible experience. It was literally yeah. awful. It was on their dreamliner. And like, I was so hoping it would be good, but it just was not good. I posted that review. I have never in my life received so much hate. Like that video got like more attention than any of my other videos ever. And it was all negative. Like it had like 
probably 300 thumbs down. Yeah. And like, what? And like a 12 hour period. Like people like got, somebody got a hold of it and I think spread it or something. And it was like awful because all I was doing was like expressing my opinion. Yeah. And everybody was just like, you suck. Never come back to Japan. Like this is terrible. And this one guy like went in on me and he was just like, cause the video, I didn't feel comfortable recording on the plane. Like you said, like, I just didn't feel comfortable. Like the flight attendants were super not friendly. And like the whole, the whole situation was me just being like with my microphone, like really close to my mouth, trying to be quiet. And then um, I ended up recording like a part, like sitting in my house here ex- talking about my experience. And some guy was like, I didn't click on a flight review to just watch you prattle off in a room talking about how bad your experience was. And I was like, what? Like oh there was God. not even like one positive comment. So I took the whole video down. I was like, I don't want this on here. I don't need this. Like this is the beginning of my YouTube channel. And then yeah. it just was super discouraging. Like, I was like, this is, this is how this is. You know, like you know, it, it's so funny <clears throat> you say that because that was one of my biggest fears. Like I have like, I'm not like, I don't take what people say to heart. Like I don't take it super personally. I like to think that I have a thick skin, but when it comes to online, when people are like hateful, right. And they say something mean, I don't think that they really consider the fact that there could potentially be hundreds or thousands of people that are also projecting that same kind of like negativity and, and, you know, commenting on the channel and stuff. And I think that that was my biggest fear when I started this was that I was going to, you know, put this together and I was going to produce it and shoot it and I was going to edit it and then put it out there for everyone to see. And my biggest fear was that it was going to be rejected immediately and that people were going to be like, he's too gay. He's too fat. This is not funny. This is not interesting. You know, what a terrible job. Um, Literally me. Thankfully, I like that wasn't my experience on yeah. my very first Aer Lingus review video. Like there was one person who had like negative things to say and I literally just ignored it. Yeah. But um, yeah, like that, that has always been like, that was my initial fear. But like you said, like I've seen, like, do you remember Josh Cahill's um, Malaysia Airlines review where he posted oh, from the God. plane? Yes. And he was getting messages from like Malaysia airline employees. That I was were, like, so scared about that. Like, yeah. that was like, I always, I go back to that video and I'm like, that guy was like, he could have been screwed over. Like that could have been a bad situation. Like where yeah. he like landed somewhere and then they like kept him. But that did happen to him in China. Remember? Yeah. And they he like leave. Yeah. They like kept him in the airport. But he, like, granted, he is 10 times more brutal than any of us are because he's like completely transparent to the point where I'm like, wow. But like, <laughs> that, I mean, go good on him. Like he's good at that. But um, I, I was, yeah, I was equally as scared of that happening because yeah. you don't want that. Like I, I, out of all of this, I don't want to like, burn bridges or like have bad relationships with 
airlines or companies or potential, you know, opportunities because I have an opinion. Um, totally and, agree. I totally yeah. agree. And I think that there's like a really fine line. Um, like I, I was shocked. I was looking at my YouTube analytics like the other day and I saw that my, my last post was nearly 50 days ago. Like it's yeah. mind blowing how long it's been. Mine has too. Like I kind of just gave up for now because I was like, what, what's, what am I going to post? Like mm. I would so much rather just post podcast episodes to like my Instagram people than, but I have the last post, the last video I posted was on, let me see. Does it tell you? It was a month ago, but it wasn't yeah. even about travel. So whatever, but I did go well, uh, to, I did go on a trip in June. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And I have a video of it. Um, and like, I, I'm almost done editing it and it, it looks amazing, but I just went, so when I was gone, I had no cell signal. I had no way of like reaching the outside world and I had no way of knowing what was going on. So literally when I got home or back with cell signal, it was two days after George Floyd had been killed. Mm. And like the internet was yeah. completely different and like nothing yeah. was the same. And I was like, what is happening? Like I've been basically like, every time I would get signal, I would just post a story and not even think about it because I couldn't even look at the feed or anything. I just was able to get a story out, but nothing in. So I was, yeah. I was just kind of shocked and I felt like I was being like tone deaf. Yeah. And so when I came home, I was just like, okay, I'm not posting anything for a while. Um, but I think I'll probably post that vlog in a couple of weeks, but now it's like, it was so long ago. It was so long ago. Well, no, I mean, I still think you should. I think it's still relevant. Like just like, okay. So my last video was about how I was, there was an issue with Air Canada, but my next video is actually a recorded conversation between myself and an Air Canada employee oh. where he is like unbelievably like rude. And it felt like in the conversation, like it felt like he was really trying to gas me up to almost to the point where he wanted me to like lose my temper so that he could have an excuse to deny me boarding on my flight home to Dublin. I, and I'm not joking about that. And I have held back posting that, A, because I just felt like there was already so much doom and gloom on the internet. B, the airlines are already over a barrel right now. And maybe not the, like the actual corporations, but the employees are. Like yeah. the employees are going through a really tough time right now. And I just didn't want this to be uh, like, I didn't want somebody else to push this narrative that I was only doing this to roast these employees when they're already going through hell. Right. But it doesn't change the fact that this was my experience. Like it was a real thing that happened and it left me like really upset. And I don't think that anybody should be treated that way. Um, and, and spoken to that way from like a cus an air, like a, an airline customer service employee in the international departure gate. Like you're dealing with a lot of different people from all, like all parts of the world. And I just thought like the professionalism and the way that he spoke to me was just totally, you know, 
unacceptable. And, and I think that because Air Canada is a global airline, yeah. they charge a lot of money for those seats. I think that it's only fair that people know the truth about the potentials of like the potential hazards of doing business with that airline. And if you ask any Canadian who's ever flown Air Canada, like more than once, it's pretty consistent across the board that we feel so let down by that airline because, you know, we like to think that, you know, Canadians are fun and outgoing and hospitable and, you know, social people that, you know, are, are helpful. And when the airline is crazy sometimes, then it, it, we feel like it's a bad reflection on the country. Well, like the Sandra O oh commercial for their Canada. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I love Sandra O. Oh. I'll see all... her in anything she does. Come fly with Air Canada. Like, and I'm like, uh, the one time, no, the two times I flown Air Canada, one time was excellent, fantastic. The next time, no, the flight attendants did not want to be there. I was like, oh, what? It's always like that though. Like that Dreamliner flight, the the ground crew were amazing. Like she moved me from an old seven six seven, like old business class interior, to the new Dreamliner with the new interior. She didn't have to do that, you yeah. know. And she did it just because um, she said she asked me something like, um, "Is there any reason that you want to fly this aircraft?" And I just told her that I was an av geek, like I was a total yeah. airplane nerd, and I. I'd already flown that configuration, that aircraft before, and I wanted to try something new. And she was like, oh, my brother loves airplanes and he's the exact same way, so I totally get it. And it's like, she didn't have to do that, she, but yeah. she did. And then even the cabin crew were like some of the best Air Canada cabin crew I've ever had. So yeah. I always just want to stress that, you know, even though I sometimes have a negative opinion of Air Canada, um, I don't paint everybody with the same with the same brush and brand everybody is like a bad employee. That's right. Not true. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way it goes with a lot of airlines, especially like American airlines. If you've ever flown with them, mm. have you ever flown with them? Like long haul? I have never flown. I'm trying to think I've never flown American. I've never flown Delta. I've never flown United. What? I've never flown Southwest. No. So have you not spent a lot of time in the States that I'm guessing? I have, but I've flown, um, I've flown Virgin and I've flown, and I've flown Aer Lingus. It makes sense because Aer Lingus is, it's, they have a lot of direct flights from Dublin yeah. to LA, to San Francisco, to Seattle, to Miami, mm -hmm. to New York. And, you know, I it's mean, easy. I need to diversify. I need to fly with these airlines. For yeah, sure. I think, well... Don't don't feel like you're gonna be impressed or anything, but like, <laughs> I mean, granted, the long haul has changed a lot. Like, I have flown business on American and United. I've flown business on United a few times. I've flown first first class, like in quotes, on American a few times. Um, okay. And is that domestic first class? Domestic, yeah. But I have flown yeah. like wide body wide body first business whatever on their 787s and it's like it's so hard to compare it to anything else because the expectation is so low like really yeah i mean like when you fly in american airlines just don't expect anything amazing 
because like it is even if you book premium economy it's still bare bones like you get you have to pay for every bag you bring on you have to pay for everything but you have a nicer seat by having two more inches of of pitch like it's just you pick and choose what you get here um one time though like i i will say my favorite out of all of them is united because which is such a controversial opinion because people hate united so much but like i love them because it well it depends because out of phoenix we have these flights like to New York, like when um, me and my family and my boyfriend went to New York for Christmas this last year, we were there and we flew United First Class from Phoenix to Newark in a 737-700. Oh, wow. Like it's a six hour flight. Like that is enough to constitute a wide body, but they never accommodate accordingly. Or even like a 757, like, come on. Um, But the... uh, I have flown the 787-10 in their okay. premium plus, which is like this. So there's economy, premium economy, premium plus, and then business. So it's a okay. four class airplane. Amazing. Literally like one of the best flights. And I was in the middle. I was in the middle, like I think I was in like 19F or something like that. Like I was in the middle of the plane. It was right. fantastic. Like they feed you, they, the service is amazing. And then like I got, was on a, I think probably like a seven. Oh, I upgraded to business on the 757 on the way home. And the service was like not nearly as good. So like, as far as consistency goes, I feel like that's similar on any airline, except for like the ME3, like the Middle Eastern ones. I feel like All right. every time you fly in the Middle East, service is impeccable. Well, see, okay. So I had like, I wish that I could comment on that. Like this year was supposed to be the year that I got to experience a lot of the Middle Eastern carriers. Yeah, same. And I was supposed to fly, like I had a trip to Thailand and then to Australia. And it, it was actually for my cousin's wedding. And it was Qatar business from Dublin to Doha and then Doha to Phuket. And then it was like Singapore airlines in um economy class to brisbane and then coming home we flew to we flew to singapore and then i booked a british airways first flight so that was going to be 15 and a half hours in british airways first class it cost me a hundred and forty nine thousand avios points this is heart-wrenching it seemed totally worth it it is. <laughs> that is like and I had the dream. Yeah. It it was it was supposed to be a huge year for travel and I was so excited to share it with everybody because I had never I've never flown these airlines. And I've watched all the reviews, but it you know, there's something different about experiencing yes. it yourself. Do you sue's from me? Wait, I think I lost you first. I know that like he's in New York, so he's a few oh hold on wait. Can you hear me? What did you what did you say? Go back just before. I said, um, did you hear about the news that um Brian Kelly from the Points Guy came out with today? No. 
that Singapore Airlines is retiring their A380 fleet and with it goes the first class suite that they had on board. What? Yeah. Like completely. I as far as from what I could see, it looks like Singapore Airlines is finish is is putting an end to their A380 fleet. That is awful. And they're going to be gone by the time this is over. They're going to be gone. There's so many first class suites that I've been watching for years that I've been like, okay, that's on the list in like 2021, 2022. And now uh, these aircrafts are being pulled out of service. Yeah, and there's a I chance. I see it on the points guy. Like, like I have never flown a 747. See, I, okay. So I flew my first 747 last year. Okay. To London. And it was a terrible experience, but I would not. With Bridget Yeah, on BA. But. I would never, I would never give it up. Like I, as an av geek, like having that in my repertoire is like, like a dream come true, you know, like getting on the 747 and flying to queen, especially on BA. Like, I feel like that's special because it's iconic. Like yeah. it's the well, queen of the skies for God's yeah. sakes. Well, according to, anyway, there's a lot of trauma coming to the, to the airline market soon. I know, and according to a few insider places, um, BA is possibly prepping to ground those 747s forever. Yeah. And that, when that happens, that is going to be like the true sign of the times for me. Like, okay, BA had to kill the 747 that they were gonna hold on to for a little while longer and they're going to ground those 22 planes. And I, I have a feeling that's going to happen, which sucks. Well, like Virgin, I think Virgin has already announced that they're grounding all of their yeah. 747 fleet as well. They're done. Now, here's the thing. I, there's something exciting about flying in a 747, but the reviews that you, like the recent reviews of the 747 on Virgin, for instance, like the cabin interior is really tired. Yes. And it's it does affect the overall experience. Like it it's lost its shine. So, and that's the problem, but like it it also is very hit or miss. Let me show you something. Um when I flew that when I flew that 747, I knew she, <laughs> I knew she was old because my god, like it was old. And I could tell that it was aged. It was aging. It was dying. It, the plane was older than me. Yeah. Like, that's when I knew. I was like, oh, okay. Um, hang on. But the, my biggest mistake from that was I was able to upgrade to business class. And I didn't do it. Okay. What? Why? Because, Money. well, I guess... But I was also kind of like, I just want to do it. Like, I just want to fly. I want to do it. I want to fly economy because I've never flown economy across the pond. I've only flown business. And I was okay. like, I want to do that. But like, yeah. I shouldn't have. Because <laughs> it was only like 400, 400 bucks for upstairs. Oh my God. Class. I know. Uh, here, I'll show you. So there's a picture of me super miserable on the plane because it was 115 degrees outside. <laughs> and there was no air conditioning in the plane. Oh my god. And this was our overhead air vent. Do you see it? The one little tiny Is that it? Yes. 
and I was there by myself. And I was sitting next to a man who was very smelly. <laughs> Were you in the middle of that? No, I was in the window seat. All right, okay. Look at this, though. Look at my leg room. None. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I'm not, like, the world's smallest person. Like, I'm pretty short, yeah. but, like, I still take up a lot of room. And I was tired. By the time we landed, I was just so exhausted. I just wanted to get to my hotel, take a shower, and, like, become new. Because then when I flew home, I flew home on American on a 777-300ER in premium economy. And that was, like, <laughs> excellent. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, compared to that, at least, it was... But, yeah, I mean, the the... You know, that the airline situation is awful, but I guess we'll see what happens and hope for the best. But if anything, the bright side is that we'll get to fly more A350s. And that's great because the A350 that's true. is amazing and she's not going anywhere. A350, I flew the A350 with Virgin Atlantic, um, which I thought was really great. I, I have yet to fly the A380. And it's mostly because I, I travel to North America and back. And because Ireland is on like the very Western part of Europe, they don't need these massive giant planes. You know, there's not enough demand to carry that many people. So we're usually like maybe a 777 from London if you wanted to go that way. But otherwise, it'll probably be like an A330 or there's even like some discount Canadian carriers that fly like a triple or a 737-800. Yeah, um, which is with weird. With like two stops. Yeah. Well, I've seen, um, well, JetBlue is going to start soon. You heard about that, right? Oh, really? They're, no. So, yeah. So they actually have been expanding through coronavirus, which is the opposite of everything else. Um, even though half of their fleet is actually parked less than 50 miles away from where I live. Really? So I live really close to the airplane boneyard to Pinal to Marana. I was going to ask you about that because I know that there's a lot of airplane boneyards in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's what we should do. I should come and visit Arizona and we'll like do like a collab video of the boneyard unless you've yeah. already done it. And no, I haven't. I haven't. But I got contacted by the people who run Pinal Air Park and they said they wanted me to come take a tour and make a video. So I was like, Oh, amazing. But they're closed right now, obviously, because of the whole thing. Of but course. Yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be so cool because I think that'd be they have so fun because I'm obsessed with stuff like that. Me too. And they have um like a what is it called? I think they have like they've expanded out into the desert. So like the planes are parked in the desert, like not even on their lots. They have over yeah. six hundred and fifty airplanes there right now. Like insane. insane. And they have all of Air Canada's uh, 737 Maxes. Yeah. So there's the Max, there's um, all of Delta's wide bodies. It's funny, the two Delta wide bodies that I flew to Europe last year are here. Oh, really? Yeah. I looked it up on Flight Radar. I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, because I flew on a 767 and a A330 with them last year to London and Zurich. And they yeah. were. They're here, <laughs> and they were actually great. Both of those were great flights, but um, what was I gonna say? Oh, and there's also Goodyear Air Park, where all of United okay. has all of their Maxes. They have their Max 8 and Max 9s there, uh, and that's where all of Singapore Airlines will be parking all of their retired 777s. 
So wow. there's already like 10 of them. And I actually saw it the other day because my dad lives over towards there. And I drove by it and I was like, there they are. Like, they're just sitting there. These massive, like, birds are just sitting in the desert heat, like, rotting. And I'm like, can I have one? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> please? Can I at least go look at it, please? Okay, so now this, these are the questions that I ask every guest I have on the podcast, and I will continue to do so in the future if it ends up working out. <laughs> um, okay. But this is the travel routine slash, like, have you ever seen like morning routine videos on YouTube? Yeah, of course. I love those videos where people like get up and they're like, I drink a glass of lemon water. I take my vitamins. And I'm like, I know you don't really do that, but. I go to a spin class. <laughs> yeah. I read, I, get up. I read to children. Yeah. Yeah. First thing I do is I get up, I put my shoes on, I go to the gym. I'm like, no, Mary, you're lying. <laughs> you don't. You brush your hair and you go to work. <laughs> Um, yeah. so my question for you is when you are traveling, what yeah. is like, when you're getting on an airplane, what is the first thing that you do? And then what are the top three things that you must have with you on every flight? Okay. So when I board an aircraft, the first thing that I do is I get to the seat and I literally will push every button that is functioning and I will adjust everything like within reason. Um, but like I get the air, it's okay. First of all, it's gotta be the air vent. If there is an independent air vent at that seat, it's on, I've positioned it. And then I just try to just sit back and relax and okay. wait for boarding to finish. Are you as crazy about airplane air as I am? I'm very crazy about it. I am and it, it's, psycho. It has, it's a double-edged sword because sometimes it can provide a tremendous amount of relief. And other times you can leave the aircraft with a massive head cold. And <laughs> yeah, you're so upset after because you're like, why? Why did I have to have that vent blowing like right in my face? But For 12 hours. Sometimes... Exactly. Yeah. I just, you know what? I get I very to. hot Same. on an aircraft. Same. Yeah. And people who are like immediately cold, I'm like, what? Like I need like that's, so that's much why they air. Have blankets. Yeah. yeah we bundle up. It should be kept at sub-zero temperatures all the time. Yeah. Open the window. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I know um, Dan also has a USB fan. And like, yes, I, yeah, I saw that. And I actually, um, went out and bought them. Yeah, I have the exact same one that he has from Amazon. And I saw he posted it at one time when I was literally on a plane using it. And I was like, same, I'm crazy. I, re I remember you used that on the Qatar flight because you were like, you get to the seat and then next thing you know, the fan is going and you're reading the menu. And I was like, oh girl is living for herself with that fan. I need to get one Yeah. right now. Yeah, I know the fan was, everything and like actually it's funny that you mentioned that because on the japan airlines flight the flight attendant like reached over and she like grazed it and she was like what was that and i was like oh it's just my little fan and she's like is it hot and i was like yeah it's really hot and she goes i'll turn down the air conditioning for me i was like there's like 300 people on this plane and then it didn't really go down because like 
Japanese people don't believe in air conditioning. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay, so what are the three things that you never travel without? Okay, power bank. I found a power bank a couple of years ago that has that will hold like 10 iPhone charges. Oh. So, yeah, it's massive. Oh, yeah, I think mine for the away bag, the one that comes with the away suitcases. Oh, right, okay. I think yeah. it's like 10,000 milliamps, so I those are crucial. Yeah, I think mine is like 20,000. Okay. Um, so I have to have it. There's just yeah. no two ways about it. Um, always carry, uh, a little bag of like cold medication or like, there's nothing worse than when you have a headache, especially when you're on a long haul flight and you don't have any like Tylenol or any ibuprofen or whatever. So I always have like a little bag of, um, just like little tablets and vitamins and stuff. And I use those like, have you ever used that airborne? Yes. Effervescent. I love those. I'll drink like probably six of them on an, on a flight because I think it's so good for your immune system. And the last is um, I have hand lotion because there's nothing worse than your hands being chapped like yeah. in an aircraft. Unless you're flying business, in which case you would have, you know, hand lotion or something in your in your amenity kit. But if I'm yeah. playing economy, then I'll always stock that kind of stuff. Ugh, when they give you the facial mist though, on the, in the amenity you know kit, I'm, I'm all. I, I only got one the very first time when I flew Cathay Pacific and I love it. Yeah, I know. I'll obsessed. be watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and I'll just pull it out and I'll just decide to mist my face yeah. right in my living room. That's, I actually decided once I, I flew Qatar business and they gave me one, I literally used half the bottle before I got home. I was like, oh man, yes, because like that Qatar amenity kit is so bougie. Like you're really rubbing leather. this in, aren't you? Like, <laughs> well, you were gonna fly them for a lot longer than I was too. So, oh, that's true. In the future, I have a feeling you will get to do it maybe next year because that itinerary, I'm still so heartbroken for you. Well, anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, moving on next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I know that this is like a new kind of venture for you. And I wish you really all the best because I, when, like, when I saw your content, when I saw like how you're able to really like communicate your personality really well, it was just like such, it was just so nice to see like someone like you in this space. And the fact that you shared this platform with me, I really appreciate that because, um, yeah, I just think it's great. So thank oh, you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. And thank you for being on here. Like, I this whole podcasting thing is like super foreign to me, but at the same yeah. time, it's been something I've always wanted to do. So I wanted well, to make sure- Well, this is my sure... first podcast. Oh, well, I took your podcasting virginity then. <laughs> yeah. But this and is like- no better way. We talked about boneyards and- like drama, I loved it. Thank Conflama, you. of course, of course, of course. Conflama. No, I think this is a great episode because you know, like we said earlier, like conversation is the best content. So yeah, yeah. but I hope we get to meet sometime in the future. Um, you need to come to and, Arizona, yeah. maybe. To all your listeners, if they want to follow me on yes. Seat5K on YouTube and Instagram and there's a Facebook. That you have a website great. too, right? 
Yeah, it's seat5k.com. Uh, if anyone wants to learn about like points, uh, I kind of just deal with Avios because it's the points currency for Aer Lingus, British Airways, and Iberia Airlines, which is the Spanish carrier. So um, there's lots of like little tricks and, and uh, ways that you can increase your Avios points balance and use it to upgrade future travel. I know. I'd, I'm a huge Avios fan too. So check out C5K.com and all of his different platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me at Seat1A Travels on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> and all the other platforms. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.